0: I think sometimes coaches might be better off to teach their style because
1: they understand their style more. It's just because you understand something doesn't mean you can teach it and I think some coaches fall into more of the like one style fits all because they mm-hmm. can only teach certain way. I think it's one of the
0: most powerful lines that you can use across the board leadership coaching right playing anything is like that right is asking the question What am I missing?
1: The trained eye. You know, these guys can see it 100%. Mm. They might not be able to know exactly, explain it to you like somebody else can, but they know what they see.
0: Is that there's always a little bit of truth in every criticism. (laughs) Fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha.
1: And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we're here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going.
0: We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Baseball Cloud, professional data for amateur players. Baseball Cloud allows players from all over the country to consolidate data from their performance in a centralized location. This allows players, coaches, and scouts to effectively track, compare, and view a player's results through the use of graphs and a multitude of other visual analysis tools within seconds. Learn more about their software at BaseballCloud.com and follow them on social media at
1: BaseballCloudUS. Make sure to head over to the system.farm and create a free membership today. This will give you full access to the 300 plus resources we've compiled in one spot for you. We have a multitude of different sections including drill videos, practice plans, discount codes, job listings, unsigned players, and so much more. Our premium membership gives you full access to travel ball team rankings, player rankings, chat boards, as well as other features that we'll be releasing in the coming months. Make sure to check that out at thesystem.farm.
0: On this episode, Bo and I sit down and talk about how to resist the cookie-cutter approach, hitting Twitter, how we can get better, and how we can continue to push forward as a community. Don't eat that dugout. We got Bo and Joe coming up next on The Farm System. Right here, right now. Welcome back to another episode of The Farm Unfiltered.
1: Joey Garthman (laughs) couldn't imagine a better uh, start to the day today talking some baseball looking over across and I see Joey haircuts Um, (laughs) (laughs) as we start this show off Joey um, I wanted to ask you a question when we look at hitting Twitter and some of the hitting gurus um, a lot of people claim to not be cookie cutter Mm -hmm. um, but then they kind of preach like one um, philosophy or one idea um, and I think guys Mm -hmm. get caught up and kind of sticking within under that umbrella um, mm. first of all, when you think cookie cutter, what does that even mean? Mm. Um, is it possible to, uh, broaden the horizon or do you think that you have to stick to one, uh, like resounding philosophy when you're uh, coaching hitters?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously this is like what we're talking about off the mic. Uh, I think there's a lot of layers to this. So we'll kind of have to like peel it back as we go. Um, but foundationally, I think this is important. Um, this question was asked at the ABCA last year. Um, I was standing there with Donnie and I was also standing there with Iverson who was a hitting coordinator for the Rockies and also standing there with uh, Justin Stone, who's now the hitting director with the Cubs. Right. And somebody had proposed the question, um, that you, do you believe there is, um, you know, something that all of the players do, right. Something that all great hitters do. Right. Um, and <laughs> Donnie being Donnie and giving the most perfect answer was, yes. <laughs> and that was it. All there was, was a yes. And, and that was it. Right. And so I think a big thing there is understanding that I do think that there is absolutes, right? Um, again, Franz Bosch, um, if you haven't read his book, right? One of the things that he stays in that book, and I, I definitely agree here is that while there is a multitude of ways to do something, there's only so many ways, right? Um, and there is definitely absolutes in, in the sense of what uh, if we want to maximize force, right, um, there is a way of g- about going about that. Now, does that not mean that there isn't variance? Does that mean that there isn't, uh, We again, another thing that uh, Bosch will talk about and I agree in here and, and some senses of there is some attractors, right, and there is some, well, there is a things that are attractors, and we'll kind of break that down in a minute, but there is something, things that are uh, attractors and then also there is uh, fluctuators, right? Um, so we got to understand that there is some variance in the system. Um, there is some things that don't need to happen exactly the same, obviously, between um, you know athlete to athlete. But at the same time, we are dealing with a very similar system from person to person. And there's only so many different ways that you can go about creating force, um, especially if you want to hit a ball to an ideal result. We're all playing. We're all the the game of baseball itself is a constraint. Right, we have lines, we have defenders, we have a wall that we're trying to hit it over. Right, these are all constraints. I do have to hit it at a certain, um, you know, mile per hour to get it to go that far. There is get a, a lot, a lot of similar things that we're trying to overcome. And while there is a, a multitude of ways to go about doing that, there's only so many ways about going, you know, ways about doing it. Right. So, um, again, I think that that's the first general foundational level yeah. starting there.
1: Yeah, I feel like with knowledge, there becomes more options. Like we talk about with the steering wheels, like as information becomes more, um, obtainable, people can go down different rabbit holes. I think that's a lot of the issue is that like people, you know, you, you, you lose the forest when you're focusing on a single tree. Mm -hmm. Um, when you, when we talk about that, obviously there's one, there's only so many ways to create the movement that we're trying to create. Why do you think there's such a disconnect between coaches? Mm -hmm. Um, do you think it's more like the lack of understanding of the whole uh, Mm -hmm. system at work? Um, or do you think it's just the coaches ego?
0: Uh, both. (laughs) Um, I think, I mean, this is the thing is I think that those concepts kind of go hand in hand, but first let's call a spade a spade that hitting is one of the most complex things in, you know, uh, in all of sports, right? Uh, Not only to accomplish, but also to understand right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we look into something like that, and we understand the complexity of it, it's very easy when I, I look at it from a holistic culture, while it's uh, very easy to misinterpret, and it's very easy to say, no, 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 and like people, and I, I know that you remember this from the Bridge the Gap presentation that, um, that I presented, but also with us talking through as well, um, that there becomes some emotional attachment. Right, um, you know, your dad taught you this, or your mentor taught you it this way. Taught you the importance of this, and then also too that uh, brought you success, right? And because that brought you success, right? Let that be actually playing or coaching. You start to form emotional attachment to those results. You start to perform emotional attachments to the people that taught you that, right? So therefore, when you know two people are going back and forth, you're not arguing about the point right or about the actual subject matter what you're actually trying um in a lot of ways Subconsciously, what is being challenged is your belief system and whoever taught you that, or again, the results that you've had, and all these things are now being called into question. I mean, I know that you'll, you know, kind of dive more into that in the sense of like the psychology side, right? Of understanding that it's really a lot of times, um, you know, that's not the root of the issue when people don't agree. Usually, the root of the issue is much deeper of why that is. Um, but I will, you know, again, like you're saying, is that because of the complexity and then also the ego that gets formed, and you know, a lot of people like to use the ego like saying like you know um we all have egos it does you know there's not one person that doesn't have an ego Mm -hmm. right now we like to use the word uh as in that guy has an ego as in we don't have an ego but that's something that we uh, you know um that is a subconscious factor that is you know something that's always being formed and work on and it isn't always a negative thing Mm -hmm. right um it's just more so how we choose to use the verbiage right that Mm -hmm. that is uh you know a differential you know with different results there. Right. So, um, I definitely think that's, you know, definitely a part of it is that it is so complex and yes, there is some emotional attachment to
1: it. Yeah. And I think a lot of that emotional attachment, we see more because there's just more younger intelligent coaches that are pushing the envelope now. Um, not necessarily younger as an age, just they're at the forefront of this revolution we're seeing in baseball. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think what you're talking about there, a lot of the coaches are more, and like an insecurity a little bit, like they're, sure. it's, it's like, we we're talking about like, like before we got on, like the train die, you know, yeah. like these guys can see it hundred mm-hmm. percent. They might not be able to know exactly, explain it to you like somebody else can, but they know yeah. what they see. And, and, yeah. and when they feel like some of those conversations, it's almost being positioned like, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. Instead of sure. approaching it, like we're seeing the same thing. I'm just putting a label on what you're seeing. Yeah. Um. And I think that's why some of that pushback and some of that insecurity is happening. Cause I mean some of these guys we see on Twitter with the Twitter beef, like at the end of the day, when you look and pull back the layers, all we're trying to do is get players better. Mm. And like you said, if it's whoever it is, whoever the guy is, we can all take something from them. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where we run into the issue is like, we all have the same goal. We're all pushing the same direction. Mm. It's not an attack on you. It's more what we're talking about in general is like bridging that gap and um, making information more attainable. So we, aren't necessarily cookie cutter i feel like we've been cookie cutter in the past because a lot of that information just wasn't obtainable Mm -hmm. or else coaches felt like they kind of figured it out they'd reached the point in their career to where they've got some players better and now they're just kind of like stagnant water Mm -hmm. um which i don't know if you agree if that's how you see the whole cookie cutter thing and like the direction of baseball i just feel like we're moving into more of a progressive state um and challenging thoughts more now than ever like we've ever seen in the game of baseball
0: yeah. Um, well, and then I think another thing there is that when we're evaluating is that understanding that in some ways, first off, is there ever a coach? I've never heard a coach say, yeah, I'm a cookie care coach. Mm-hmm. Right. So first off,
1: I think, uh, no, uh, no, yeah. I think most coaches would say they're not a hundred percent. Every coach. Would oh, yeah.
0: I, I, don't, I wouldn't say that I've ever met a coach and maybe there is one that's like, yeah, this is the way you have to do it. Yeah. But they definitely wouldn't say, uh, therefore that, Uh, that they're a cookie cutter coach. They would say that there is some absolutes, right? Or something like that, right? But I wouldn't say that anybody thinks they're a cookie cutter coach. Now, with that being said, and this is also gonna be contrary to what I think people would expect me to say in the same way, is that at a deeper level, I think sometimes coaches might be better off to teach their style because they understand their style more. Okay. So basically what I'm saying here is that like, if there was a different style, let's say, okay, let's say I know in martial arts, right? Let's say I know Muay Thai very well. If I was teaching karate might be problematic, right? I probably wouldn't be the best at teaching karate and I'd probably help more people if I just taught Muay Thai, right? And taught what I was good at, acknowledged that there was other styles, right? But this is the one that I understand the best. Now again, that also takes an ego, right? Yeah. You got to be able to admit that there is other ways, and also too that you might not be the best for that style, and have to reach out to other people to understand how that person's producing force, yeah. right? Um, and definitely the technique side. But I think, in a lot of ways, that if coaches do try to teach something that they don't understand, they're probably worse off, yeah. right? And I think that they, they they hurt more players than they help. Right. So I think there is another side of that, of being like, you know, if you don't understand even to, I mean, simply this is that if, if let's say Eugene comes in the room and he's helping a hitter, right. And he's taking him down a way of how he would like to teach him the movement. Right. If all of a sudden, um, you know, all of a sudden he turns that hitter over to me and they're in the middle of their movements. Well, uh, Eugene and I are typically pretty closely, on, you know, on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also too, he might his teaching style is a little bit different than mine, yeah. right? He uses his style the best,
1: yeah.
0: right? And I use my style the best, right? And while I can go down his his route and and definitely, um, you know, try to do some of the things that he does or how he was trying to teach him, I also too think that I could talk with more conviction and also too be able to uh, go at it with more confidence and have a better direction with that athlete and get them yeah. more results if I teach it from my perspective or again, from my style, of how I like to go about doing it because I see it, you know, that's how I see that process. Yeah. So I think that there is like some different layers to that of understanding that, you know, um, I think a lot of coaches are going about it like, Hey, this is how I understand it. And this is how, um, I can best teach it. Yeah. Right. Um, and while I might miss some people along the way, I think if I try to do any other style, like in the, you know, again, especially if I'm not knowledgeable on this and I don't feel comfortable teaching it until I fully understand it.
1: Yeah.
0: Now the back end of that is, that if you're not going about like trying to learn other styles, then also to your limiting your ability to help a whole bunch of people.
1: Yeah. And I think that I think you make a good point because just because you understand something doesn't mean you can teach it. Sure. And I think some coaches fall into more of the like one style fits all because they mm-hmm. can only teach certain way. It's not yeah. that they don't understand the contrary. Yeah, and they, they, and they, they, they just might don't just... have the toolbox to get the players to move in that, in that way.
0: Well, yeah. And like you're saying, there's different levels of knowledge. Yeah. Right. Of a concept. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we all generally know some information about space, but I'm not a space expert. Of course. (laughs) Right. So I can understand the concept of like gravity and like mm-hmm. there's planets right and that's about as far as i go but yeah. <laughs> like you know like like understanding like the complexities right yeah. like when it goes into a lot of those things like if you're asking me look i got to see an astronomy okay i can't help you with the atomic mass of a black hole like that's not me all right and i'm not your guy yeah. i understand that there you can calculate it yeah right and there is you know ways about how they go about doing it right mm-hmm. and i'm aware right but that doesn't mean that i'd go about like teaching an astronomy class yeah right so i think there is some you know difficulties there, and I do understand the complexity of even the coaching aspect of it, yeah. right? Um, and understanding, but I I think that that's a large part is that like you're saying is that this isn't and the first this is another thing I want to point out. This is not just baseball. This is everything in life. Yep. Business, right? Everything across the board, right? When you go when you go to business, when you go to other sports, when you go, to... this is not something that's just just baseball or just baseball Twitter. So I hate like sometimes I like. Coaches will take that as like they only have awareness of baseball Twitter and they'll be like, oh, this is, you know, coaches, this is how they think. It's like, no, (laughs) this is like everybody in life. This is, this has, you know, again, much larger picture of, you know, the difficulties again with communication and being able to teach and coaching styles or teaching styles and leadership and all of these other things, right? Like that is all across the board and everything, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Sport just happens to be our platform, you know?
1: No, yep, I agree. And I think as I think as humans in general, a big part of the reason we struggle with that is like we all succumb to the confirmation bias, which like we talked about sure. last week. Like once we have an idea in our head, more than likely we're gonna research and find information that supports our idea already. Yeah, I'm right.com. Like Ever I'm right.com. I mean we've been there. have <laughs> been there for four years now. <laughs> um which I think I think that's the biggest issue is like you get stuck in a box down a rabbit hole where like you believe this is the only thing that's true, mm. um, which I know. I try to keep my self accountable and learn the contrary and the other side. Yeah. More, more so, I know where I come up short in my own beliefs, mm. which I know you're the same too. Challenging that, uh, but I think that like brings some uncomfortability to coaches. Sure, um, that we had talked about before. But I, th- I think the confirmation bias is a big piece of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the thing like like the confirmation bias. Like first off, it's natural. It is very. It is a very unnatural mindset, right? To say, where am I wrong? Yeah. (laughs) That's, that is a very unnatural thought process, (laughs) right? That is not something that typically someone's going to go about. That's something that I have to consciously put myself in that state, Mm -hmm. right? That is not something that's just like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, and again, like it becomes more habit as you do it, right. To try to figure out where you're missing or what you're not seeing. Right. Um, and also too, it comes with that question, um, that when you're going back and forth to somebody, um, and it's actually funny. Who I was talking. Uh, this girl I was talking to on um, social media last night. She actually used this line, and I think it's one of the most powerful lines that you can use across the board: leadership, coaching, right, playing, anything is like that. Right? Is asking the question, "What am I missing?" Mm-hmm. Right? And when you say that, like, "What am I missing?" Right? That that opens up a bridge, right. From where you are to where you're going. Oh, you saw, like hear that <laughs> little plug I threw in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to understand, you know, again, where that bridge is and what you're missing to help you connect and help more athletes, right. Or, and those things. So I think, I mean, obviously you have to go into it. Um, I, I, w- I like to say that in, and this is, I think true across the board is anytime. Um, I definitely have had my, uh, fair share of Twitter beefs, I guess you would say. Um, we know. yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, afraid to have a debate yeah i I think that's the only way like some people don't want to have a debate but they just want to read the debate though yeah right and i think this is the thing it's like i think jason ochart said this to me at one point was that i highly doubt that the you know philosophers throughout time um you know when they sat down with other philosophers or they sat down with other experts in their field that there wasn't like debate yeah, right um and I, I think that there is some passion obviously involved with that as well and those other things and so they like, don't me wrong again some people would say why can't we just you know uh, do this civilly and all these other things like look first off i don't some people take it to the point where like they actually have like emotions towards the other person and like they really don't like the other person yeah i I don't just silly yeah i i just because we disagree it's just like i mean you can here we go dropping politics line again but just like that like we could have different beliefs Mm -hmm. sure right like again like about these highly detailed things but i I always say in on general like in general like there's so many other things that we'd probably agree on that i would agree as well and also too i think that there's always one thing i always take in anytime i have any criticism right is that there's always a little bit of truth in every criticism. Of course. Right? So sometimes it's all true, right? Sometimes the whole criticism is true, right? uh, And it could be constructive. Um, But also with that being said, there's always, no matter what the criticism is, I think there's always a little bit of truth Mm -hmm. and you need to understand why that's true and when that's true and then figure out, you know, again, how to make a slight adjustments and all of those things. So there's things that, again, I always take in when we have those interactions, right? Of understanding, okay, there's probably a little bit of truth in here. Why is it perceived that way? Or what, again, sometimes someone's criticizing something, but they don't understand the full picture of like, yeah. um, you know, something's not a finished product or whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I think there's a lot of other things moving around.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that like you alluded to with O-chart, like challenging and arguments i know yeah. we don't like to call them arguments anymore we call, yeah, discussions yeah. what do we yeah, call, we, them? We call we, what do we call them like like uh, we're trying to get the other person to agree with yeah, us. yeah. <laughs>
0: we're, we're not arguing <laughs> we're just trying to get the other person to agree but like
1: <laughs> when you look at it over time like my closest relationships and the more the most i've learned is when i'm being challenged sure like poking mm-hmm. holes in what i believe yep um and then growing and learning more and that's why like people have even asked me like, about your Twitter beefs, you know, like, is he okay, blah, 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 but I just know how you are, like, you're, you're looking at it more, like, you're, the opportunity to learn, correct. you know, as opposed to, of course, you're going to say your beliefs, yeah. but in order to say your beliefs, somebody else is going to be on the other end telling you theirs, correct, right? yeah, and, like, I know you're open, yeah, To on the other side, yeah, where I feel like a lot of other people come short is they're not open, yeah, like, all they're doing, yeah. if, if me and you were sitting here talking, yeah. I'm not even listening to a word you're saying. It's in in one area. And I'm just thinking how I'm going to respond. To how you. I'm going to respond. Yeah. How, how I'm going to counter. Yeah. Right. And I think that's
0: the, that's the way, um, it's subtle though. Right. I, I, that's why I, I would say most people could maybe misinterpret. Like, again, if I go back and forth with somebody mm-hmm. is that it's subtle in the sense of where I'm learning And they don't understand how how I'm internalizing. Right. So a lot of times, again, with that, first off, this is another thing as well. And this is something that people get caught in the trap of all the time. And you and I talk about this is that just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I'm not listening.
1: Of course.
0: Right. (laughs) So some people will be like, no, you're not listening. I'm like, no, I just don't agree. Right. Like there is another side, right. That I'm listening to everything you're saying. I just don't agree with your argument. Right. Or I don't agree with your position. Right. And that's, definitely a huge reality in that same sense that a lot of people think of that, like, if I just fully, if you really understood it, like I understood it, that, you know, you would agree with me. Right. And that's not always the case. Right. I could fully understand everything you believe about the swing, everything you believe about whatever, all these things, and still just not agree with your stance on it. Right. And so I think more in that way is I try to do I try to do and again it, it always matters it's like walking in in the middle of a discussion right you not you probably didn't hear what happened 10 minutes ago or whatever yeah. and a lot of people actually go back and like read from the very beginning of understanding or even yeah. if two if they have read that one discussion they haven't heard you know again yeah. point you know a number of other discussions that we've had where I've acknowledged or something like that like somebody's success or that mm-hmm. I believe this is why this works or that it does create force but this is the problems with it or whatever all these other things right that are again all context right so there's a lot of t- people can take those conversations out of context, yep. um, and not understand holistically, and, and you know what's going on, which is fair. I mean, I don't expect them to go back and read all those other things, and yeah. um, you know, I don't expect anybody that's coming in in the middle of a, you know, again, I think in a lot of ways, Twitter or even you know any social media platform. Period. Um, while it's brought an unbelievable opportunity mm-hmm. for you to be a fly on the wall during some of these, you know, uh, topics, people also need to understand that it's an opportunity, not necessarily. And I'm, and I'm always in for people to like, you know, mention something or jump in or try to ask questions, mm-hmm. but also understanding that it is not an obligation for, um, I would say across the board, like, again, if you were to walk in the office of, you know, let's say again, you're a janitor for a company, right. And you walked in the office and the CEO and, uh, you know, COO are having a discussion about something, right. And they're, you know, going back and forth about what the direction of the company is and all this other stuff. Like, doesn't necessarily give you the right to jump in and go well this is what i believe now it doesn't mean that your 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 belief isn't valid and that it might not hold weight right um but you know you might not be invited to the party necessarily on that level right i think there's a lot of like you know joe schmoes that just kind of pop in that you know saturday night quarterbacks or whatever right that just jump in and go this is what i believe which again you know Freedom of speech, say what the heck you want to say. Just, again, obviously understand that there is going to be, um, you know, sometimes you're just going to be a little over your head, and that and that's okay, right? Again, like, I don't expect people to be a freaking obsessed like I am, right, yeah. about how, how the body moves and how it produces force. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Just understand as well that um, a lot of times, you know, with that, you know, if we're having a, a discussion with somebody else, that you might not necessarily get a response even that day or whatever, you know.
1: I mean, isn't it crazy, too, that, like, the opportunity coaches have to interact and connect with coaches that's like never been happened before. I mean, like there is a contrary to that where so there's so many beliefs circulating around now Yeah, that like it kind of can make us more protective. Like my contents, right. Where like the opportunity to connect and circulate ideas and broaden your horizon and your toolbox to make you less out of the box. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Where do you think, where do you think the line is on that? Like, of course there's, Foundational movements that we're all looking for in hitters. And then there's people that are outlandish that we claim to be preaching the wrong things. Where do you think that line is as far as like, these are the core things that we all can agree on? I guess, shouldn't there be some type of common ground that everybody can agree on?
0: I think there is, just unspoken. I think, uh, first off, one thing I wanted to hit on there that you said, though, is that I wouldn't say, I don't necessarily think that anybody is teaching the wrong thing. What I would say is that they're teaching only part of the dynamics of a hitter right? That that swing might be the perfect movement solution for a particular pitch and a a particular situation, right? Like, um, I talk about it again, like, like martial arts in that way that there's a time for a karate kick. There's a time for a Muay Thai kick. There's a time for all these other things, but understanding the dynamics of all of those martial arts. And again, when you come back to like MMA, right? Mm -hmm. Mixed martial arts, right? It's a mixture of all of those, um, martial arts and understanding when to do what at what time right? Jiu-jitsu, all of those different things. Right. And so I think that, um, again, why everybody's so tied to is they're like, no, this, this swing is successful. This, yeah. Yeah. In these particular situations. Right. Um, and I think too often, you know, with that again, like swinging that back in is that understanding that these interactions, right. Or that these coaching styles or these critiques or all these other things, I think that, A lot of guys understand, right? And a lot of coaches that have coached for a long time, um, I think that they would agree on a foundation of principles, right? Um, Now, this is another thing. Too often when we're arguing with people or we disagree with someone, we then form emotions, right? To that disagreement, right? Because we don't like hearing that someone doesn't agree with us, Mm -hmm. right? And then we perceive things as everything someone says is wrong, Right and or everything someone says is right.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, and that's just not the case across the board. Right. Sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm right. Right. It's so a lot of times I prove I prove myself wrong all the time. Yeah. Right. Like that. That's, that's okay. True. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right. Um, that happens. Right. So, with that being said. Is that understanding that, you know, again, just because someone says something, it doesn't make it gospel. Now it does, it, it does. Some people have more credibility than other people. Right. When certain words are spoken by certain people, you know, again, like listening to them, there's a high possibility of them being correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, with that being said. Uh, there's also the opposite way, right? When guys don't have credibility or again, have, um, you know, been wrong on a bunch of things before, again, that does give you an understanding that, you know, there's a good chance that maybe, okay, he could be right, but maybe I need to look deeper into this, right? To understand this from this perspective. So I think again, that at any point we should never take anything as gospel, right? Right or wrong. We should do our own research, figure out with those things and also try to understand what Uh, the other person is proposing. So again, that they kind of filter that process. Um, you shouldn't take anything as gospels. That's right. Or that's wrong. But, um, I would say that there is a foundation, but a lot of times that foundation gets overlooked or not agreed upon because someone's just not willing to agree with somebody else, uh, because they disagree with other things that they believe in. Right. So, um, I mean, again, this is, you know, across the board, it's almost like, you know, hitting, um, or, you know, teaching, you know, sport period. I think in a lot of ways is, um, becomes more so like, a a political matchup at, at, at times and while some people you know would argue against that I think that at the same point um, when you look at it from a high level view I still do believe that in long term we're headed where we need to be headed yeah. we're having discussions we need to have we have an arguments that we need to have whatever you want to call them right they're all heading in a really good direction right so agree or don't agree on this yeah. argument. Right, the discussion is happening. Yeah. Right, and because this discussion is happening, and just because we don't agree on this situation, it doesn't mean that we're not moving in a good direction. Right. Again, if you look at it from a higher level, I think too often we're looking at we're looking at little speed bumps and yeah. battles throughout the way, and we don't understand that. You know, um, I think. Better conversations are happening now than they've ever had before. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, things are being questioned more than they've ever been questioned before. I think, you know, we're trying to test things more than we've ever tested them before. And yes, there is going to be speed bumps. And yes, we are going to disagree on things, but we're moving in a really good direction.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of hit on the next point I was going to ask you is like, like you said, we focus on too many little things along the way. We forget to see the big picture, of the macro game of baseball, macro, the micro. macro, yep, yep macro, micro. Uh, you kind of answered it there a little bit, but like I almost feel like people make it a bigger deal than it is as far as like the Twitter beef and the Twitter coaches. Like there are a lot of people that have a lot of information they're putting out. Yeah. Um, do you think it's as bad or as like disconnected as it appears to be?
0: No, I would say I would say that there is a lot of people. Like there's always going to be layers of information and who knows what and you know again what's uh, top in their field and experts in their field and all those things. Like that's natural across any. You know, any sport, any uh, thing. Period. Right? It doesn't have to be sport. it? Has to, it could be knowledge in any base. Right? There's going to be different layers and levels. Right? Um, now there isn't clear lines. Right? Yeah. Of like what this. This isn't. This is another thing. We gotta. It's, it's getting better. Right. But I wouldn't say that the most knowledgeable or um, best coach, even best coaches necessarily, are in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there is a wide array of where coaches are spread out because of a multitude of different factors, because of the constraints of Major League Baseball and how mm-hmm. much you're traveling. Again, what those would look like, where they would have to be, the amount of money that you could make. Um, again, coaching, people wanted to be, um, go home to their families every single night. Right. There's a lot of different factors that play into a lot of these different things. A lot of people just don't want to work in like more of a corporate structure. Right right? They want yeah. to just be free and kind of do their own thing. Again, guys like, you know, a lot of Brock or some of those guys, right? So you got to understand that. I think that there's a, a wide array of, um, you know, factors there, right? That there isn't just because a guy, you know, works for the Orioles, right. doesn't make him a, a top, um, you know, a stop, a top candidate for information or anything like that. Right. Um, but I would also say as well that because of social media, I mean, for example, um, you're, while there is some disagreement and a lot of those things back to back to back, right? There is, and there always is, like the large majority, right? The large majority of the people that are on there, everybody's on there to gain information, yeah. right? And I would say that the large majority, even though there's a small majority that's maybe the loudest, yeah. right? And draws the most attention, right? And then that, and then first off, that's another thing. That doesn't necessarily be, isn't a bad thing, mm. right? Is that... um that's how things continue to push forward, right? Yeah. Is that a lot of times in these disagreements, right? A lot of people are just like, why don't we just agree all the time? Like if we didn't disagree, we wouldn't come up with a whole bunch of different factors if everybody, if Einstein just agreed with everybody's philosophies there's before no, him. No innovation. Yeah, there's no innovation, right? Of course, he had to step on some toes. Of course, there's gonna be some things that were challenging. Of course, he would like he challenged the norm, and that's true in any any industry, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to understand that, like, while you know everybody's just like, why can't we all just get along, or why can't we communicate and all of these things? Like, first off, this is a big thing as well, is that we need to understand that when you're operating someone in someone's passion area. There's gonna be emotions on both sides. You don't get one without the, the other. You don't get the guy that's completely invested, right? And the guy that's obsessed with what he does. And then all of a sudden, when it's time to communicate with somebody else, he can just turn off his emotions and all of a sudden you yeah. can just have a non-passionate communication, right? Yeah. That's all it's gonna go. It happened, you get both sides of that. We just talked about that with the blind spot stuff as well. And not only on top on the blind spot, is that. Um, you got to understand that you get both of those, right? Um, A lot of people can have really civil conversations. A lot of people could talk about politics that don't care about politics, right? That are just like, huh, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't know that, blah, 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 blah. But if you talk about two people that are passionate about politics, it's probably going to be a passionate conversation, right? They have some emotional ties and some investment in there, right? So... I think that's a big thing as well is that too often people like are scared to disagree or scared yeah. to have a conversation. And yes, and again, some, I'm not saying that they can't be more constructive at times and that sometimes it's just better off that the communication didn't even happen because it didn't, you didn't gain any ground in that situation. But I would still argue that someone that's reading it is probably picking up nuggets along the way, yeah. just like I did as I was, you know, coming through and studying a whole bunch of things. Is that I always read those, you know, threads. I un- always read through disagreements, and I was trying to see all these different sides of it yep. and understanding and filtering all that to kind of, you know, find my way to my tr- my truth, right? Okay. Of what I would say, um, you know, that's very. Uh, um, I think truth is a very subjective, yeah. uh, thing, and that's why people kind of spend that a lot no, yeah. of time.
1: I agree. I think that I feel like truth is more like a hot topic, like whatever's hot, you know? So I think Mm. it's important to always stay up and seek the truth. Um, as we progress towards the end of the conversation, um, both of us have kind of already shared this, but like when we look at it more, um, from that macro lens, what do you think we need to do better as coaches? Um,
0: I would say I do, I say this a lot. And if you follow my Twitter, I'm sure you've seen this gif a million times that I do with Bruce Lee is that we need to open our minds. Yeah. Right. Um, or empty your mind, I think, is what he says actually in his. But um, is that I think that's another way of thinking about it. Instead of thinking about being open, about thinking about being empty, is almost like um, if you haven't read the book, um, we need to add this to the book list too. By the way, mm-hmm. um, Beginner's Mind, right? Is Beginner's Mind is a really great book of understanding how to approach situations as a beginner, right? As we become and we start having more experience with things, we start closing our mind off to uh, possibilities, Mm -hmm. right? And so the book goes through and talking about how we can approach situations as a beginner and uh, more of a mindset, right? Um, and how we can you know, become better learners and be a more open su- to suggestion when we stop letting our preconceived notions get in the way of our learning possibilities, right? So I think that would be the big thing there is that we need to continue to keep our minds open. And again, that's not a check mark, right? That's something that we have to continue to do and work on every single day and walk into every situation and every interaction with our mind open to the possibility that there is information in there for me to hold. What do you yeah. think?
1: No, I think I agree. My, my biggest one was the same thing. It's just important that we, um, we're we strong in our personal beliefs, but we're also challenging those beliefs along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that shapes us into being, you know, the person we are and confident moving forward. Um, and as well with the confidence, be humble, Like put our pride aside. Um, at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's about the players. And if it's not about the players, I think it'll come out and you'll, you know, be humbled eventually sometime. Um, but yeah, I think those are my biggest two is just like you said, be open to hearing the contrary and, uh, make sure we put our pride aside to get those guys better that, you know, that's our job.
0: For sure. Um, you know, one thing, um, again, for you guys to dive into is again, we have that resource that we built online. We now are over a thousand coaches, right? Yeah. Over a thousand coaches and now members with us as well. Again, it's a free membership uh, it has a whole bunch of resources from a multitude of different coaches. Um, as long as we we also have some things coming out here real soon, we'll be uh, dropping a whole bunch of things for you guys um, and some different uh, more resources that we're going to be providing as we go forward um, and kind of be sharing those with you guys as well. But from us, and our partners over at Baseball Cloud, until next time, Farm System out. <makes noise>